Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. We are joining you once again. It's December. It's Christmas Eve. Do I, does this mean I have to play Christmas music? I suppose it does, doesn't it, Alan? Hello, Alan. You're right, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Do I have to play Christmas music now? Of course you do. And make sure it's that Disneyland Paris one. Oh, the one that I uh, when I was out there recently. No, 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 not that one. Which one? The um, Chantilly Noel. Oh, do I have to find? Oh, really? You want me yeah. to play French stuff? Yeah. We'll have to find it in a minute. I don't um, even know what the word to say, but... We're not concentrating on France too much, because we've got special guests this evening. Woohoo! Big summer blowout! Um, it's not that. Uh, okay, imagine if we actually genuinely had um, Mr. Big Summer Blowout. No, it is Dave Avanzino. Hello, Dave. Hello! He's all the way from sunny California. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's almost there today. There you go. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're in sunny-ish. 70, 75 degrees, though, oh. so I can't complain. There you go. We're about minus 75 today. We've got weather warnings for <laughs> snow, uh, and you're in 75 degrees of sunshine. This is just not fair in the slightest. Dave joins <laughs> us. He is um, an amazing artist who does some wonderful stuff with Disney, and he's going to be talk- he's going to be joining us for the whole show. We're going to be talking to him a little bit later uh, about the work that he does and some of his magnificent artwork and all those bits and pieces. I think, Alan, I'm not quite sure. Is this the first time we've had a guest who's done the whole show with us? Um, well, did Alex? Did Alex do it the other week? Yeah, kind. Yeah, I suppose okay. The second. So you've ruined it now. That was my whole well, like partnered. first ever guest has done a whole show and you just completely destroyed it. Anyway, yeah, as sorry, I sorry. said, it is Disney Brit. It's episode 151. It is for the 8th of December 2014. Uh, we need to thank you our sponsors as always, is which is Orlando Attraction Tickets. You can find out everything to do with Orlando Attraction Tickets at their website, orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. And of course, you can find out all everything to do with our sponsor, which is Scooter Vacations. You can go to scootorlando.com and you can get all of the latest um, information there about how you can rent scooters, ECB vehicles, all those sort of things when you're visiting Orlando. Now, before we kick off today, I want to do a catch up with you. I was in Disneyland Paris last weekend. Did you follow my oh, updates? Yeah. Who couldn't avoid them? <laughs> I did tweet quite a lot, didn't I? Yeah. I have to apologise. Um, did you see the photo for the Ratatouille Madness? Yeah, it was... I've got to say, I was, I was when you announced that you are going to Disneyland Paris, yeah. I was a little bit jealous. Right. And then when you started to put your photographs out, I thought, more I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah, it's true. Dave, have you ever had the opportunity to go to Disneyland Paris? I did. I was just there last year. Um, I... It was earlier in the year they were they were uh, building Ratatouille, but it was not open yet. Okay, fine. Okay, so um, 
It looked great, though. It, it is. It's a fantastic attraction. I queued uh, just over two hours for it uh, one day on the sat last Saturday, um, and uh, it was fantastic. The queue area is absolutely brilliant as well. Did you but, eat at the restaurant? No, no. This is the, the attraction. I did eat at the restaurant, yeah. I, I ate at Bistro Cheremi uh, on the Saturday evening. Food is fantastic. Theming is amazing. Yeah, I've um, seen pictures, which I know never never does it justice. No, but it looks the, the theming's phenomenal. Just It's so clever. It's... You know, sometimes you get theming in places and then you look at something and you go, oh, that doesn't fit in with the theming, or that doesn't fit in with the theming. Everything is thought out from the tables to the bottom of the tables to the chairs that you're sitting uh -huh. on. Every single thing is thought about. It's just absolutely amazing the way that they've done it. But, um, yeah, I was over there last weekend. Um, sadly, what I didn't realise is um, Disneyland Paris decided they were giving free tickets away to French unions who were giving tickets to their members, which meant on Saturday... <laughs> Disneyland Park actually closed at, at 80,000 people oh. at one point. Uh, Ratatouille said it was two hours. I thought I'd go back and ride it again on the Sunday. I arrived at Walt Disney Studios about 10 to 10-ish, because um, the park opens at 10. Went in, got down to Ratatouille to find that it was closed. The standby line was already two hours. The main line was, well, it said two hours, but it was queuing right up the street. And the fast pass was also queuing right up the street. There was probably an hour's queue just to get a fast pass, so I just get <laughs> And just didn't, I don't think I rode much all weekend, but uh, there's a reason to go back. Yeah, definitely a reason to go back. I, I got to ride it at least once, so I can't really complain too much. But uh, it was a great weekend. The Christmas stuff this year is great as usual. Bistro sharing me is great. If you want to know any more about that, head over to DisneyBrit.com. There's a load of articles and stuff over there about all the stuff that I did while I was there. Also, check our Facebook page out. Uh, check out our. Um, Oh, tw uh, Twitter as well, which has got loads of photos on it of all the stuff that I did while I was out there. So uh, it's definitely well worth checking all of those. Okay, right, so what we're doing today then, as I've said, we are going to be talking to Dave a little bit later. We've got our news we're going to be doing. We're bringing Tomorrow's Child in because one thing we did do with... Uh, we decided to Christmassy eyes, if that's a word, Tomorrow's Child by asking you uh, to ask your children what is their favourite... Or what if they could have one present, Disney present what would it be and once again my son has gone completely left field for something <laughs> that i don't even think exists um we're going to talk to dave and we've got disney's ultimate attraction that's pretty much going to be the whole show here we go and this is for you look i'm listening that's it you're not getting any more than that it's not, is that nice that's, theme that's the beginning of sean senowell the reason okay. you're not getting any more than that is because it's time for the news Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Then it's time for some Disney news. It's our it is our three by three this week. It generally is for once. Well, it never normally is. It's normally like just us two. But we actually got three by three. So our Disney news this week. Mine is we can't let it go. Dave, what have you got? I have a uh, Star Wars weekends. And Alan, now I've got Disney number plates. I have no idea what you're going to talk about with this, but this is whatever you wanted to talk about to do with Disney number plates. So I've given you it. It's fine. So let me talk about Frozen. <laughs> we can't let it go because, believe it or not, yes, it looks like Frozen 2 is on its way to cinemas. Not for a little while yet. Don't panic. It's not going to suddenly appear in the next uh, year and you're going to be bankrupt again because of all the other wonderful characters they're bringing out. But there was an interview recently done in the Telegraph newspaper with Adina Menzel, or what do we call her? What's her other name? 
She hasn't she oh. got an AKA according to John Travolta? Yeah. Um I can't even work. Nadine something. Um apparently that's she's, you. She, Nadine Nazar. Oh, that's it, that's the one. There we go. <laughs> Where did he get that from? I don't know. <laughs> um, he's let it slip. That no, she's let it slip, sorry. That Frozen Two is indeed in the pipeline. She said Frozen is um just been re-released uh, theatrically and the filmmakers are making six uh, a new six minute short that's going to be playing across the cinemas uh, this season as well um, and um, it's just gone crazy uh, there's sing-alongs going on and there's at least two locations where we've got uh, frozen sing-alongs going on uh, near me over the next couple of months uh, there's also the DVD box set that's just come out that we specially releases of that Disney have, have got frozen all over the parks well, obviously Maelstrom and Epcot's disappeared and they're going to be placing that with the frozen attraction and right this moment in time is a frozen musical colour in development for Broadway so it was absolutely no surprise whatsoever that Frozen 2 is going to be coming out uh, what's going to happen in it we don't really know there's rumours it's going to be Jack Frost or there's going to be an Ice King that seems to be quite a strong possibility but she has uh, Adina did mention that uh, she has signed up for all of the uh, latest uh, developments within Frozen all those bits and pieces as well so who knows what's going to happen, but uh, what we do know is Frozen 2 is on its way and Disney will be well and truly on the way to uh, to getting this sorted. Alan, I'm, do your girls know about this? Um, they don't know that there's a sequel coming. You haven't told them yet? Um, I don't blame you. They, 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 well, to me, the annoying thing about Frozen is you yeah. can't avoid it at the moment. Annoying? Now, Are you annoyed about it? Are you genuinely annoyed about it? I, th I think outside of Disney, yes. Right, okay. Now, what I mean by that is, my kids have been to a, a Christmas party today. Yeah. Um, they went to meet Santa Claus, they got a present off Santa Claus, and while there, there was Elsa, Arna, Mickey Mouse, and the Little Mermaid. What, actually, to meet? Yes, unofficial. Okay. Now, <laughs> Fine. If it, when, when you actually see the characters, Elsa and Arna, in yeah. the parks, yeah. they are very representative of the characters in the film they are um if you compare the the orlando ones to the disneyland paris ones mm -hmm. they are very very similar the woman who did the uh one in newcastle yeah had the broadest shoulders we've ever seen <laughs> so we're talking like a very manly version of um now i'll admit that i didn't i didn't go to the party because i was busy cleaning my car fine but um my wife said that Ariel looked like a man in drag. <laughs> well, full and, beard and chest hair. Yeah, it was. It was I, I think obviously there's that many people jumped on the bandwagon, and they are clearly making some money out of it. Yeah. And I don't want to be the party pooper that says that Disney should stop it all happening, but maybe they should. You think, Dave? How, how, long, is the, how long is the wait to see them at Disneyland Paris? Wow, uh, the wait at Disneyland Paris I know reached up to about two hours recently. But they're, uh, they're a newer addition to Disneyland Paris than they have been in the American parks. Okay. There was well, a big yeah, queue. Disneyland yeah. just switched to the to the same format that Disney World did. Yeah. Has. You have to get a fast pass at the crack of dawn. You know, you wait. You have to get there when the park opens. Yeah. Wait for about 20 minutes to get the pass to come back later and wait maybe only an hour to see them. Hmm. I'm intrigued to know... Is it still as manic and crazy in the U.S. as it is over here? I think so. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 
it might be reaching that point, you know, where you get people that are just like, oh, I've had enough. And it's, it's probably more the parents. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah. I, I have a six year old daughter who loves it. And, you know, boy, she's getting frozen Christmas this, this year. <laughs> but you know, she comes home from school. And I think like even the kids there have talked about it too much. And so, you know, you get the peer pressure where, you know, she'll say things like, oh, I don't like that anymore. Yeah. But but, you know, when push comes to shove, she's going to scream like a little girl when she opens her Christmas present and sees a dress. So, yeah. Yeah, we it's, we have like a, a it's called the pound shop over here, which I suppose is like a dollar store, um, and they recently stocked a load of frozen products, you know, little notepads and that sort of things that were a pound or whatever it was one dollar sixty or whatever it was, um, and they sold out within seconds of these oh, things going on sale because of just how crazy it is uh, still now. Um, so look, I, I think as much as we want to say we should get rid of Frozen, and uh, much as people are saying we've had enough of it now, it's not going anywhere. And I, I had this rant a few weeks ago, didn't I? Yeah. About the fact that it's, it's not it, going anywhere. It's definitely not going anywhere. And you know, there's a there's the new short that's coming out before. Is it before Cinderella? Cinderella, or? yeah, yeah, before Cinderella. Um, so that's going to sort of drag it out a bit further yep. and then obviously there's the new attraction going into Epcot of course there is so obviously if you're putting a new attraction in Epcot you clearly don't want to be doing that if you're not <laughs> well, going to be extending your Disney merchandise like, opportunities that'd be like putting like the previous a, attraction was there for 30 years like <laughs> or whatever yeah. whenever Epcot opened you know, like putting, it's had a good run so if they're putting something new in there I'm sure they're, they're planning on some longevity you would think so wouldn't yeah. you it's like putting like Honey I Shrink the Kids in when you're going to make lots of films Oh, no, yeah. on, that's not yeah. a very good example. Um, <laughs> talking about longevity and things that aren't going anywhere, Dave, what's happening with Star Wars Weekends? Well, the annual Star Wars Weekends are returning to Disney Hollywood Studios uh, in May, again, in 2015. Um, every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from May 15th through June 14th, 2015. So there are no details on who's going to be there or anything yet, but uh, I know last year... They had Mark Hamill come, which yes. seems probably be, you know, I don't follow it a whole lot, but that seemed to be about the biggest star from that series they've ever had. And and back then people were saying, oh, this is because, you know, Disney's getting ready to release new movies and they're going to start to build that, uh, you know, excitement. And so I'm, I'm not going to be surprised this year if you know, maybe Carrie Fisher's there. I, I can't see them ever getting Harrison Ford. <laughs> no. But maybe Carrie Fisher uh, and maybe some of the people from the newer movies. I bet they're going to, you know, definitely have some of them there. They're, they're going to, I'm sure, use this year's event or next year's event to really, really promote uh, what's coming out. I think it's December of 2015. It is. It's December 18th, somewhere like that, I, I believe. I know Mark Hamill's going to have quite a big role in the next one from what i understand if i've got this right he basically the the idea i think is at the end of the last movies he he basically believed he was too dangerous for people and he went off and took himself to an island and he's been living on this island for 30 years by himself and they find him and he's gone a little bit crazy and nobody hmm. knows whether is that not jack sparrow yeah well i did think that <laughs> i don't think it's just using this as a it's like the same jack sparrow sort of story that's but from what i know you know but i think this is going to be a, a massive Star Wars weekends because there's going to be sneak previews of, of the new film. There's going to be all these bits and pieces. You know, this is out of all the Star Wars weekends that have happened in recent years, this is going to be the one to go to if you're going to really want to go to any because there's going to be so much sneak peek stuff for the new film. It's going to be unreal. Yeah, I think that's true. I think they're they're really going to use this to set up that 
release with yeah. you know what are what are truly the hardcore fans yeah oh yeah without a shadow of a doubt um and you look at the lines already that that people stand in to just to meet yeah. some of the uh the cast from the films and and some of the merchandise and things they have it's gonna be amazing i don't know whether you guys have seen the trailer for the new film yes alan's briefly probably not briefly watched it <laughs> i don't think you've watched any of the, the original six have you not yet. No, you might need to do that before next December. It, it, got a year. I think about it, when I think about that series in the context of my life, I turned fifty this year. Yeah. Uh, the first one came out when I was in junior high. Okay. And wow. I think the la the third one came out when I was in college. So kind of that was my youth. I mean, that was yeah. that. Those were the some of the most significant movies when I was young because it was from junior high to college. Those yeah. three movies came out iconic. Loved them. We used to make lightsabers out of those golf tubes you stick in your golf bag yeah. duck to a flashlight um you know and then then I, I forget how old i was when the other three came out but it, at the rate they're going it's like this movie series is is going to define like a significant portion of my life <laughs> this movie is going to outlive some people i think exactly yeah <laughs> but this, this is the seventh and then there's apparently the eighth and a ninth could be there there's also going to be spin-off origin movies as well so let's talk about an, an origin movie for yoda and all these bits and pieces you know this is it's never ending isn't it yeah. disney wouldn't have bought it if they didn't yeah. think they were going to. Yeah. But it's nice to see. I mean, I think it, oh, yeah. it, it's worthy of that. Yeah. And I'm Without glad to that. see it under the mantle of Disney, who yeah. is going to take it and do movies and theme park and, and I think really, really give people what they've wanted yeah. for a long time. I completely agree. You know, it's it's gonna it's got longevity. It's gonna be going for a very very long time. You know, I suppose I think it's probably got one of the largest fan bases of any movie franchise. Harry Potter's quickly you know catching up with it, but I think generationally Star Wars is still well ahead. But you know, good luck to them. At the end of the day, it's a great series. It's I think very unique in in the sense that there isn't much else that's like that. I know you've got Star Trek, but it's that's very kind of different in it's in it, the way it approaches things. So yeah, fine with okay. me. Alan said he's gonna go. Yeah, Alan's going to go to this one. Oh. I'm going. Yeah. I want to go. Alan, can we go and see this together um, yeah. without you seeing any other films and just see? I just want to basically watch your expression and see what happens. Oh dear! I was talking to Dave before we set up the, the recording tonight, yeah. and I was saying one. I've never seen any Star Wars film. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I've, people say, "Oh, you've got to go and watch it. It's brilliant." It's like I just never, I never got that urge. Yeah. And whenever I go to Walt Disney World, I always try to avoid Star Wars weekends. Turns out I'm going to be there for two of them. Oh, you've got to go. I don't you know what I'm going to do. There. You have to go. You have to go to Star Wars weekends and take part. I arrive on the 29th, which I think is a Friday. I think you have to go some sort of super May. fan. Um, hopefully. Actually, I am. I'm on, the, I'm on the cruise for the next weekend. Oh, okay. There you go. So, you I, need to so I do avoid one, it. At least. <laughs> right. Come on then. What's this Disney number plate all about? Disney number plates. Come on. Now th this is a, a story that started five years ago. Okay. Um, the U the UK have changed the way that they do their number plates. They have. That is true. They um they used to start off with a letter, then some numbers, and then three num three letters. Yeah. Now, back when it was a D registration number. Yeah. Like years ago. I mean, really years ago. Yeah. If you got the number plate D fifteen anyway, yeah, it would read as Disney. Yeah. Now that number plate was sold, and I believe to it was Linda Lusardia, I believe. Right. Um, for twenty seven thousand pound. Okay. Uh, wow. That's okay. A lot of money. That was back in nineteen ninety one ish, I okay. think, or ninety two. 
Now, I, I then started to think about this because obviously they changed the way they do the number plates over here. They, they now have two letters and then they have two numbers and three letters. Yeah. And the, the number part is the bit that dictates the year that your car was registered. Yeah. So I, I then start to work out, right, okay, well, it's next year's 2015. So the number 15 is going to be those two numbers. Of course it is. So I need to work out two letters and three letters at the end. Yeah. So I worked out that if I could get WD15 anyway, that is W Disney. Yeah. And I thought, you know, out of all, all the ones I could possibly get, W Disney is the most significant one. Yes. Obviously, Walt Disney. Yeah. So I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank you for cleaning that up. <laughs> well, you, you never know. I've just got to spell it out. Now, what a lot of people didn't know is that the number plates for next year got released on the 3rd, no, the 4th of December yeah. this year. Yeah. So it was on Thursday. And at 8.30 in the morning, you had to log online to register your number plates. And I thought, well, I'll keep it secret. I've kept it secret for five years. Because obviously you want the the edge because there's only one W Disney uh, of available. It is, yeah, of course it is. There's an A Disney, there's a B Disney, there's a C Disney, but yeah. what's all that mean? So anyway, I logged online and a bit like the magic band system, there was that much demand for logging on the first morning of the new new number plates. Yeah. The internet crashed. <laughs> the website crashed. Yeah, hang on, no, yes, just clarify. It wasn't the internet that yeah. crashed. We didn't the, the whole world, the whole world internet. internet. No, the DVLA's website. Okay, crashed. Right. They had to do twi Twitter updates every ten minutes. Connections are slow. Please keep trying. And I was like, oh, this is taking forever. I was I was waiting for an hour before I could actually see the website. Okay, this is how bad it was. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get this. And then I. Put my request in WD15 anyway, and it appeared in the list. It was available to get. Wow! And I was like, "Excellent! No one's got it yet." So I clicked buy. Go on. How much? As I clicked on buy, it went to the next screen, which took ten minutes to download. Yeah. And I had to put a verification code in that I wanted to confirm that I wanted to buy it. Yeah. So I put that information in, and I clicked confirm, and then the website crashed. And I was like, have I bought it? Have I not? I don't know. So I've got to try and get back into my account to yeah. see what was happening. Yeah. And the number plate wasn't available in that list anymore. <gasps> so I was like, oh, have I registered it? Have someone else registered it? I don't know. Does yeah. that verification code take it out of the list? Yeah. And it's assigned to me, but so I had to ring them up. It took me two hours to get in touch with them. Someone else got it. It wasn't me. Oh, no. After that long story, After it wasn't five me. five years. You never got it. Five years hey, look, in the so making, have you couldn't get it. I've got really sad music in the background for you as well. Just yeah. tell that sad story. I, w I was absolutely gutted. I, I can't I can't say it any other way. Oh, well. But, um, but I was just going to say, there was when I looked the other week, yeah. there was still a lot of the um, numbers available Yeah. afterwards. It took, took a while, and I'm just having a quick look now to see if there's any other WD. But yeah, so for example, if you go on now, you could get L Disney. Yeah. K Disney. Yeah. H Disney. F Disney. But not W Disney. But not W Disney. You couldn't even get an R Disney anymore. Oh. And, you know, if I was just in there for the, the investment, yeah, I would get any of those because, 
you'll easily be able to sell them for £2,000 But you won't next year. But I thought, I'm not going to just go for anyone. Oh, well, there we go. Sadly, that is Alan's <laughs> story and his lack of number plate. <laughs> but as, as a public awareness thing... Yeah, public you, awareness. Those four are available for £800. There you go. So that, was, oh, that was a very interesting story to go with your sad news. <laughs> uh, let's talk about park refurbs before we move on then. So over in Walt Disney World, Typhoon Lagoon's closed still until the 3rd of January. Haunted Mansion is closed now until December 19th. Pirates of the Caribbean is closed for one day, December 17th. Don't know whether the pirates may be having their Christmas party that day. I don't know. <laughs> also under park refurbs, get this, because these uh, occasionally these fireworks need cleaning. Wishes Nighttime Spectacular is under refurb from the 20th to the 31st of December. How? That seems odd. Yeah, it's, it's under refurb. There we go. On Christmas and like hopefully I'm guessing yeah, hopefully it'll be there on New Year's Eve. I'm guessing it's because they're putting whatever the Christmas show version of the show is. That's why Wishes apparently is currently Oh, oh they're running the Christmas one. Okay, that's that makes that's I, was, I think it's just they were gonna have no fireworks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry kids, we're we're cleaning the fireworks. Um we've got to clean the tubes and stuff and the projector screens and all that sort of stuff. I'm sorry it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I just yeah. thought I was like, that's really weird. But there you go, Wishes apparently is uh, closed for refurb twentieth to the thirty first, which means they'll have their own special Christmassy version. Over at Disneyland Paris, Captain EO is closed 8th to 10th and then 15th to 17th. I saw it last weekend. It's still as 80s as ever, but it's great. Um, the Mysteries the Nautilus, which, believe it or not, Alan, had a 15-minute queue at one point uh, really? last weekend. Yeah, really. That's how busy it was. Uh, that's closed the 1st to the 12th. Uh, Armageddon is closed 10th to 12th and 17th to 19th. Not forever yet. And Blanche Neige et le Cet Nun, or for those of us who are English, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs is closed 8th to the 19th, and Rock and Roller Coaster is closed 8th to the 12th as well. Right, it's time for our favourite section. Right. Here we go, it's Tomorrow's Child. Now, Dave, you won't have heard this before. But this is uh, something we do where we get our listeners to send in uh, audio of their children and we ask them a particular question. It might be, what's their favourite movie? Uh, two weeks ago it was, what do Mickey and Minnie do as soon as the parks are closed for the day? Um, <laughs> we had some great responses. And uh, I've, I've left Alan's youngest until last because it's always quite entertaining. And uh, this, the question this time was, uh, if you could have one present from Disney this Christmas, what would it be? Okay, so we've got some uh, people who have sent them in, including my own son and uh, Alan's children as well. So we're going to start off with Jake. Jake uh, told us what he decided he would like as a Christmas gift. So let's have a listen. Right then, Jake, I've got a special Christmas question to ask you for the Disney Brit podcast. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, then. Is it me? Or does Jake yeah. not sound quite convinced that he's ready for this? I don't know. He's like, he's like really? Yeah, dad. There you go. Out of all of the gifts that you could get from Disney for Christmas, what would it be? Someone goes off Tigger. Sorry? Some huggles off Tigger. Some huggles off Tigger? Yeah. Why? Because he's my favourite character. I think that's fairly genuine. Oh, that was cute. Huggles off Tigger because he's his favourite character. There you go. Bye, Jake. Huggles off Tigger because he's his favourite character. See, that's that quite is nice lovely. One. That's lovely. So, so somebody went for something really nice. Okay. Then I asked my son, 
Um, give him a few minutes to think about it. And then I said, if you could have one Disney present for Christmas, what would you have? This was his response. When I get for Christmas, if I only get one Disney present, I would get the globe of the Earth, but it would be shaped as Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Right? A globe <laughs> of the Earth, <laughs> but shaped as Mickey Mouse. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think these exist. I've not seen them. <laughs> I've not seen them either. Maybe it's like over it's California way. Up there on the ears. I, yeah, what would go on the ears? <laughs> what, what would happen? Columbus is, is right. The world, the world isn't flat, uh, but it's also not round because it's got two massive ears on top of it. Um, I don't know. But that, I was like, okay, thanks for that. Blessing. That's what you've well, got to get them though for Christmas. We could actually make that. We could make it. I'll buy like a big globe and two small ones and some uh, super glue and hey, you got your get a birthday or Christmas present there. There you go. I might just get him that for Christmas and forget <laughs> everything else. Let's yeah. do that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's the one thing he'd wanted. He it's said so. He said, ah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Okay, let's go to William. William had two entries because the first time he asked, he wasn't didn't quite get the question apparently. So William's first response was this: I will go on adventure. No, you. Right, he'd like to go on Buzz Lightyear with no cue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's genius. Yeah. I'd love to go on Buzz Lightyear without any cue as well. So that was his first one. Then he changed, and then and then Dad said, okay, but what present would you like? And he said this. Red Dynamite. I don't mean red. I, I don't want to eat normal red. I don't want to eat normal red. I don't think, I think he was running away as he was saying it. Uh, he wants a red Iron Man suit. Like a real that, one? That'd be great. Ah, that'd be good. Genuine just, real Iron Man suit. Just think when you're a child and you yeah. get that fancy dress costume that you really, really want, and you, you go everywhere in it. Yeah, but the difference is this one actually is real. That'd be great. <laughs> there you go. Um, so he wanted an Iron Man suit. His brother Thomas said this. Living in Disneyland together with my family. That's it. There you go. For Christmas, he'd like to live in Disneyland with his family. Forever. Oh, they, they can nearly do it in Golden Oaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do it in Golden Oaks if you just got a cool, like one and a half million dollars. Get your small house. I don't know. Do you get any staff discount, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not staff. No, so, no. Yeah, we'll come oh. to that later. Uh, but so there you go. Right. Okay. Here's our last two. So we, you asked Imogen, yes. and this was Imogen's response. If I was to get one gift from Disney. It would be a book of character autographs. That's just lazy. <laughs> I don't want to queue for them. I just want a book with a minute. Well, she's saving all that time in the park, you that see. That is true. Yeah, it's a very good point. <laughs> okay, so Imogen wants a book full of autographs. Abigail. Oh, I've not listened to this. Right, Abigail would like. If. If. I. I can go to Disneyland Post and I'm going to have a... What is it? Hello? What is it? I can't remember. If I was to get... If I want to get one gift for Disney, it will be Elsa and Anna Palace and Elsa and Anna. Why? Why? Because I love Elsa with a long part. 
Because I still got a lovely long plaque. Okay, so uh, something Anna and Elsa. Why Disneyland Paris again? What is I your daughter's know. obsession with Disneyland Paris? She's never been to Disneyland I know, Paris. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, oh, so just for clarity, her. she wanted a, a palace pet. A palace pet. Yeah, okay. that's the, a new Fair franchise enough. toy thing that's going out. Right, so there are all of our children, and uh, thank you for sending those in. Um, we aren't going to have one on the next show, are we, because of it being a slightly different show, but we are still asking for entries for our competition. Do you just want to quickly mention what they are and, and, and go over those so we yeah, can remember? no problem. Well, as Adam says, it's, we're having a different show the next episode, um, but we still want your children to be involved with it. We are after your child to describe their favourite Disney film, um, however they want to do that. And also we're after them to hum a Disney tune. It will become more apparent next time. Okay, so hum a Disney tune or describe a Disney movie. Okay, we've got a few which is great. We could, uh, we could do some more, it'd be great if you want to add those. Um, so you can send them to radio at disneybrit.com over the next probably week or so would be great and we can include those in the next episode. I'm not going to tell you what that is but uh, it's going to be something quite exciting and something a little bit different and it should be something really entertaining. Right, we're I, th- to- I think, Go on. so when I've been talking to the people yeah. is if, if you do get your kids audio included in this I think it's one of those things that you're going to remember for a long time. Yes, yeah, it should be. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different, so it's going to be quite funny, quite entertaining. So please do get involved in that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We uh, shall return in a second, and we're going to be talking to Dave a little bit more about his day job and the wonderful things that he gets to enjoy. We shall return in a second. Hey, I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way? Have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Hey, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Right then, uh... It's time to talk to Dave. Well, we've been talking yeah. to Dave all episode, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's the time to talk specifically about Dave. So I'm going to hand over to Alan. Thank you very much. Now, obviously, if, if this was a normal interview, this is the point where we'd have some sort of introduction of if you've ever been to Disney World and blah, 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 blah. But obviously, we've, we've already introduced Dave quite early on. We However, we haven't sort of said a lot about what you do, Dave. So 
first of all, I'll, I'll sort of go into my sort of into my introduction on it. Um, last time I was at Disney World, I was in the Art of Animation, no, the Art of Disney Stores, and there was these framed artworks that the little tag said Papercraft. And I was like, what on earth is that? So I had a look at it, and I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I'm going to have to come back and buy one because obviously you don't want to buy it on the first day because that's something <laughs> to be carrying around like a millstone. So I, I came back and never actually got back into that Art of, animation, Art of Disney store and never got one, and I regretted it to this day. However, the artwork that I saw was The Magic Kingdom Made in Letters. And Dave, I think that is one of your sort of set pieces, is that right? Yeah, it's something I've, I've kind of been, been known for. I do a combination of work. That That's what's called an open edition piece. Okay. Where it's a mass-produced version of, of the work that I sometimes do by hand. Okay. Uh, so those ones, like I make one of those, and then I turn it over to Disney, and then they send it to somebody else. Um, so I always tell people they are handmade. They're just they're just not made by my hands. <laughs> right. But okay. Are, Enough. They are all um, all the molds are made from sculptures that I originally create. Mm -hmm. So okay. it started. Um, well, let's see. We, the first ones we we mass produced were back for the Disneyland's fiftieth uh, anniversary. Oh no, yeah, yeah, they're fiftieth. Um, and we did all the lands of Disneyland, like Mad, uh, Main Street and Frontierland, mm -hmm. and um, so what? And then once those, once we kind of had all those through the through the pipeline, we said, well, hey, let's do things like Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion. So over the years, there's been a lot of attraction-based ones. Uh, I've done done those for movies like Little Mermaid, um, and we did a princess one. So yeah, so they're, they're kind of, but that specific letter. Uh, mm -hmm. icon thing is something I came up with and have you know fortunately been been allowed to do quite a bit with it. There's even a, a custom version uh, where right. people can order their own name uh, from my letters That's right, yeah. and then I go home and actually fabricate all of those by hand. Excellent. So sort of I know that obviously we're sort of going about what you've got in sort of the open stock now or the open range at the moment. How did you how do you, well go back to the beginning? How did you actually start getting involved with Disney? Uh, it's it's that old adage of it's all who you know, <laughs> which course, I tell yeah. people be nice to everybody. Uh, so I I just had worked as an artist for years and and really I've always been more of a fabricator. Like I always tell people I don't draw very well and and they don't understand it because they look at me and they say but you make your living as an artist. And you know, I said I draw, but I'm I draw something I'm going to make out of something else. Like yeah. the drawing is not my end product. Okay. So I'm more of a texture and three dimensional kind of fabricator. So I had done a line of artwork um, called textures, uh, which were to me the they were what I called like contemporary illuminated manuscripts, which were those old Bible pages that had like the big fancy first letter and mm -hmm. then. Uh, word uh, the rest of the words and i kind of had done uh, a series of those kind of using different scripture and and things and there's a, com a company had picked them up for a while and made a calendar and mass produced them and um i i still make them for people and large-scale ones for uh, churches and companies um yep. and they were they were tough to frame because they were thick and you you couldn't go to the store and buy a whole lot of uh, shadow box frames back then so a friend turned me on to a local picture framer who I went in and, and met and started working with, and it turns out they were the picture framer that did all the work for Disney, for Disneyland. 
And so they just were very nice people. And I'd be in there with my stuff. And if there was a Disney person, they would say, hey, have you met Dave? Have you seen what he's done? And so I started out doing little little tiny things that maybe were put into a bigger piece of art. Like I might make somebody's name really cool and dimensional and it was you know, set in the bottom of a framed piece of carpet <laughs> that was yeah. given yeah. to somebody that worked at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of kind of gift pieces. Um, I did some pieces when California Adventure opened that were given to like Kelsey Grammer and Whoopi Goldberg. And, you know, I don't think they had my name on them, but um, I knew I did them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, next time you go around the house, you'll be able to point it out. <laughs> and then uh, there was a, they used to do, they still do some, some hard, we call them like hard ticket events where they, it might be based around a film or something. And, and years ago, they were doing a Mr. Toad event. Um, in Fantasyland, after hours, and you know, it was it was this small group of people. It was really amazing, and so they were the framer was trying to frame this odd shaped print that was kind of the shape of I don't know what the geometric term is. I would call it a baseball diamond, where it came to a point at the yeah. bottom, and yeah. so it mm-hmm. left some odd space in the mat. And they said, "Oh, Dave, come over here. What would you do?" And and so my my business philosophy has always been say yes to everything and then figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And they had showed me this picture where I was like, well, I would digitally edit this off and I would clone the wallpaper behind it and I would make another one, another thing over here. And all the whole time I'm saying this, I have no idea what, how to do any of it, but I knew I knew I could figure it out and I knew some people. Mm, yeah. And so I wound up, so my art wound up getting just put in the matting of this print, you know, no acknowledgement of me or anything, which was fine. And I wound up giving the print to the buyer who wound up selling it at the event and they invited me to come and it was great. And uh, then I got to meet her boss who, uh, you know, gave me a meeting and I came in and said, um, well, you know, I, I don't really, I done a painting for that. And I said, well, I, I paint, but usually I do this dimensional stuff. And he says, well, we're doing Cinderella's ball. So what would you do for that? And I said, give me a pen. And I roughed some stuff out and um, he's liked it. And so at that point they started buying limited editions from me, Pretty much just for those special events. Okay. Three or four times a year. And and then eventually I had a buyer that just said, well, why don't you do stuff that we sell every day? And so that was like another step, big step. And then once we figured out how to mass produce stuff, that was like another big step. And the great part about the mass produce stuff was it opened the door to a whole other level of collector. Because mm. my handmade pieces are still like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars Yeah. Um, which, you know, is a smaller audience of people. So I always had people say, I love your work. I can't afford it. So (laughs) (laughs) it was like, thank you. Um, but it was great to all of a sudden have these pieces that were, when they first came out, were $75. Now they're about 125, 150, but they're still way more accessible. And now I even have some prints that are $40 and so there's kind of something for everybody now. And I'm that- glad you said that because actually this uh, I've got the Disney Store website up in front of me and, and examples of your work are on there at the minute. There's a Jiminy Cricket Shadow Box that's 225 and then you've got your deluxe prints of the Sleeping Beauty Castle and Steampunk Willy as well. Oh, which are I know on I there. forget stuff's on there. So Yeah, and uh, so I'm, I kind of, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it was something I was going to mention but you've already mentioned it. I love that when you wish upon a star. It's a shame it's well, all down. And I, what I love about that piece is that's probably the first phrase I ever thought up to do for Disney. Right. And pictured it in my head, but that was even before I had the contact with them. I just thought one, you know, years ago, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could do, do the same style I do hmm. Disney. And so it was years and years later that I don't know why I pitched it, because it's a song lyric, and song lyrics are dicey because you have to pay a royalty on them. 
of if course, you print yeah. it. So I kind of always avoided it. And this opportunity came up and I said, well, what about this? And they said, go for it. And that's actually the first character I ever sculpted, okay. uh, which I was, and of course he's super tiny, which did not make it easier, but uh, thought it thought it turned out uh, respectable. And um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a piece. I'm very, very fond of that piece. So um, obviously you've been working with Disney for some years now, uh, what with the 50th anniversary being 2006, yeah. I want to say, somewhere on that. No, 2005. 2015. 2005. No, it was 2005. 2005, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. 55, that would make sense. Um, but obviously <laughs> you, for you to create these, these pieces of work that obviously you spend such a long time over uh, and to put so much thought into, you must have a, a, a passion or an interest for Disney before. Oh, so, so where did kind of that interest start for you? I think I had, I mean, I always had loved Disney. We, we grew up in California, but we were in Northern California, but mm-hmm. we came down to Southern California about once or twice a year because my mom had family down here. And so I remember going a handful of times as a kid and just obviously loving it. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it was just, there was nowhere else like it, you know, and that was just a part of our life growing up. And then I moved down here to go to college. So I, I live fairly close to Disneyland to this day. And that's when a friend introduced me to the annual pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I became an annual pass holder and went a lot. And, you know, I'm a, I love theater and film and creativity. And, and that place to me, I love just the detail and uh, like the detail inside a store that most people don't notice. I know you were talking about your, your hidden, hidden details of, of Disneyland Paris. When I went to Disneyland Paris, that's the stuff I looked at. Yeah. That's yeah. the stuff I talked to people about. I say, I said, you went in Main Street USA. I said, I could have taken 100 pictures in every single store. Yeah. Because it was just so lavish. So that's, they've always spoken to me on that level because I'm just such a fan of that creativity and quality. And and then just as I've read more, I've become a bigger fan as I've read the history. And, you know, I love the fact that when they were creating Disneyland, the stories where Walt would just go to somebody like Mark Davis and say, hey, you're going to make an attraction. <laughs> and he would look at him and go, but that's not what I do. And he says, no, you're going to do it. Yeah. He says, I, you know, I, I think you can do it. And he and you look at what the group of people who basically argued they were not equipped to do it were able to produce, mm-hmm. I think is just is just unparalleled. Yeah. To this day. And that, that's one of the amazing things I think about Disney. You talk about, you know, Mark Davis, Rolly Crump, you know, Marty, Marty Scala, all these guys that never had this, this, not passion, but never thought about being able to create an, an attraction before. Yes. Yeah. And that, that ability to suddenly Walt saying, do this and it happens. Yeah. So, and I, you know, it's a great place. You know, again, you go a lot, you see it all the time, but, you know, it's constantly changing. There's new shows, there's updates to the attraction. Like, they just updated Alice in Wonderland. Wow. And it's just stunning. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just these little things that probably a lot of people go through and go, what was different? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I look at it and go, that is just mind blowing what Mm -hmm. they were able to do, kind of, kind of incorporating some new technology, some new digital projection stuff that is just so seamless with the classic you know dimensional scenes it's just beautiful i saw that on um, the internet the other week and i think it was originally where it would be a normal flat cut possibly moving yeah Yeah. it sort of made it a proper animation of the i think it was the flowers yeah at the beginning and i was obviously what i was seeing on a video screen is different to what you see in person but i was like well how have they actually done that (laughs) <laughs> have they projected onto a cutout or is it yeah. is it a big sort of canvas that they've sort of gone into 
No, I mean, it, I think it's literally just projected onto the painted flat. It's the same. It's, I'm sure, very similar to the technology they use when they project on the castles because, mm. you know, you look at that castle, it's a that's a dimensional surface yeah. that almost is appearing flat. That's yeah. the level of the projector. So with these things, you're, you're projecting on a flat. Even though it might be painted green, the projector can take that and make it white, you know, with the face on it or whatever. So, yeah, it's... I said it's it's really been interesting to watch, you know, how they've done that. And now what's exciting is there's they're talking about doing that with all of those um, classic attractions like Peter Pan and Alice or um, Snow White, you know, as in prepping for the 60th. They're all supposed to sort of get that kind of update. So so it's just a great thing to be around to go see as they do it. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I remember it's Disneyland yet. It's one of the places I. I need to visit, but I haven't quite made it that far yet. Um, oh, you, my goodness. You have to come. You've been working with Disney now for, for coming up to 10 years. Um, so, probably, yeah, probably 15 or more. Yeah. yeah. So you, you've got, obviously, a good working relationship with them now. I'm intrigued to know, is, is where do the ideas come from? Is it that you go to Disney and say, I now want to create this? Or did Disney come to you and say, we want you now to create this for us? It, it's kind of some of both. A lot of times, like the merchandise plans very far in advance what they want to do. And a lot yeah. of it's based around um, everything from uh, a movie release to an attraction anniversary uh, or sometimes like they just like we did a steampunk exhibit um, yeah. in the gallery last year. Yeah. So when they know there's going to be a big gallery exhibit. Uh, maybe they do a couple of those a year. Like and the, actually, the most recent one was a haunted mansion one. So that was big haunted mansion anniversary, forty fifth. Yeah. Um, so they they go to I mean months ahead of time. That's when they'll say, hey, we would like you to be a part of that uh, merchandise selection. So give us some ideas. So yeah. I come up with some ideas, and then you know when it's approved, all of the paperwork gets done, and and they you know commission me to make so many. Uh, of that and I think for that one I did I did five of this limited edition and and when those yeah. sell then they order five more so because I uh, loved that well the Haunted Mansion one you did was fantastic oh um, thanks but I, I, I yeah, loved the Tomb <laughs> Sweet Tomb one is probably my favorite oh um, yeah that that is one of my favorites too yeah. I really really like that one that was great I remember I always remember oh, seeing them and going and then I also have a consignment contract. So yeah. when I go, like I'll be at Disneyland next weekend on the 13th and 14th mm -hmm. selling my custom name program. Of course, yeah. And in addition, now I can bring work that I just want to make. Or, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'm bringing work that was a limited edition that never sold out. Right. Um, okay. There's a Lily Bell one that I love. And, and I'll go back and say, hey, gosh, there's still seven of these left in the edition. Let's change that to a consignment contract. I will make them and bring them. Right, so, okay. You know, and I just didn't, like I did an Elsa. I did a Frozen. Um, and so that was one where I went to them and say, hey, I'd really like to do a Frozen piece, um, and I'll do it on consignment. And then, you know, they like that because then they're not buying, they're not buying it from me and, and hoping it sells. You know, I'm making it, we're all benefiting if it sells. Yeah. Um, but that gives me a little bit more freedom to say, hey, I'd really love to make this piece. Mm -hmm. Instead yeah. of, you know, waiting and seeing, you know, are they, are they ever going to want a Frozen piece from me? Maybe, yeah. but if not, hey, I, I have this this option to do it myself. So it's kind yeah, of a combination of both. Because I'd be thinking as a, as a business person, um, obviously, what what's selling hot at the moment? <laughs> well, yeah, that was part of that decision. <laughs> yeah. I'll do an Elsa, I'll do an Arne, a couple of Olafs. As far as yeah, I'm concerned, yeah. you can't make enough Haunted Mansion stuff. And, and Yes, exactly. I knew the Haunted Mansion one. And so, like, with the Haunted Mansion one... Um, 
I I was able on consignment to turn that into a print. Uh-huh. So I have like a $40 deluxe print of that that I bring with me when I go. And I think I'm bringing 20 of them next weekend. And they yeah. probably will all sell. Yeah, of course. It's, it's quite interesting sort of the, the way that the sort of the business side on it would actually work as well. Because because it would, it, would bene- it benefits both sides. It benefits you and Disney to have the right sort of product in the park at the right sort of time. Well, exactly. Um, do, do they, for example, when not, the um, Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion was getting refurbished, mm-hmm. is that information that would be filtered towards yourself to say, right, okay, this is happening, this is expanding, or this is happening? Oh, so like possibly creating work that features some of the upgrades? Yes, yeah. or like sort of to tie in with it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it, I think they the attraction things they tend to do more on an anniversary type schedule than like okay. a than necessarily refurbishment even even or even an updating you okay. know unless that updating was coinciding with you know typically a 5 year anniversary uh-huh. um that that seems to be when they will if they're going to focus on an attraction it tends to be kind of on that that 5 year anniversary type schedule like it's tiki room or and I would say I always rank I rank the attractions from a from a fan standpoint as Haunted Mansion's number one, Pirates is number two, Tiki Room is number three, and then I put the I put the Disneyland Railroad at number four. Not necessarily the Walt Disney Railroad, but the yeah. Disneyland Railroad has a huge passionate fan base because Walt yeah. drove those trains. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the history in it. Um I've I'll follow you on Facebook. Um, as I'm sure a lot of um, a lot of your fans do. <laughs> That's um, such a great great outlet. It's it's easy to connect with people that way. It Twitter is. is obviously another way. But I, I can remember you did or were working on something to do with um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Is that right? I did, um, I did a piece, not specifically for that, but back when New Fantasyland opened, I did a, a really elaborate paper sculpture of. It was kind of a. It was sort of the whole land, but it's sort of crammed together. It's not like an accurate depiction of the land. There's sort of like a tree mat, and then it's sort of every attraction in there, kind of crammed together, overlapping and stuff. But it was it was before that came out, long before the Seven Dwarfs train opened. Okay. So definitely represented in there, but it was because you couldn't. You know, that's gonna such a key part of yeah. the land. Yeah. Like, kind of put it in there, but. I think I think the reason that that stood out is a. As night a minute because obviously I'm going back off memory here, but um, I think you were you were sculpting the the sort of the the opening of the mine, and I think you'd commented about that as as a yeah. particularly difficult piece. Are you thinking you might be thinking of Splash Mountain? Because recently I was doing I was scu- the 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 Walt Disney World one was more of a paper sculpture, so that was all painted. Right. Okay. I but recently was showing, I was sculpting um, Splash Mountain because I was doing a shadow box, um, one of my letter shadow box on that attraction. So all the letters will spell uh, Splash Mountain. So there is a, so I was showing the progress of a sculpture that I was making of the mountain. And it does, it does look like the mine train because it has a little uh, tiny, okay. little tiny um, kind of shed sort of scul- thing in the front. So it's, um, I do because oh. I do vaguely remember um, with um, with regards to Dave that we had 
pictures of this thing as I do. I, I recently did that with a painting that I was doing as a background for a, a kind of a Sleeping Beauty piece. And yeah. you know, I, I find not to show off or say, hey, look at my great painting, but I find the, that the response to that's really positive. Like yeah. I think people really enjoy seeing how you do it. You know, because they see it when it's all done. It's like, wow, that's really neat. But I think yeah, yeah. people really enjoy kind of seeing the process. I think you're right. I think that's a, a Disney fan thing because there's a lot of Disney fans who enjoy going to the parks and doing that sort of stuff, but are really interested in how what is there became what is there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really big thing in the Disney community. Yeah. I've just found, found it on your Facebook page. It was definitely the Splash Mountain piece. I, I, <laughs> okay. My I best. do remember the the, the 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 artwork that you did for New Fantasyland because it was everything was kind of piled on top of each other almost. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I do vaguely remember that one. Yeah. Um, but but uh, as you say, people are interested in the construction process of it. Of course they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I spent hours watching how stuff's made on TV. <laughs> um, well, anything I from to do like a, I have a friend that's offered to come do like a time lapse, and I'm like, oh, I gotta oh, take a wow. to that time. So. I think you think you should do because there's I think some of the other Disney artists um, or people who are licensed to do Disney work I'll say that yeah um, they they've got a few videos on the construction process of their paintings yeah time lapse would be incredible well and one of the things that's been especially nice for me is that um, I always say there's a lot of painters and there's a lot of sculptors and what's nice for me is that my work kind of bridges both it's sort of its own kind of a unique medium in the Disney gallery world. Yeah. So there's occasionally another paper sculpture, but it's, I, I always say my stuff isn't true paper sculpture. That's where somebody takes red paper and cuts out an apple and bends it and makes it, you know, dimensional. Mm-hmm. My stuff is more, I do paintings of each piece, reproduce them as like clay prints on paper and then yeah. hand cut them so that I can make multiples of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a paper, paper sculpture is the closest term I can come up with that gives yeah. people you know, a visual image of like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, But it's nice because when people go on the gallery and they see, you know, my little letter pieces or something, it's just something different from everything else that's in there. So that's been just, I think, part of the longevity of what I've been doing there is that it is something that's just kind of like a different medium within those gallery settings that that people are attracted to. So then, what's next? (laughs) <laughs> Can you give us any hints as to what you're working on at the minute or any ideas of what you're thinking about creating next? Well, it's a big year next year. There, There's everything from it's the 60th anniversary. Um, I do have some things coming out for that that I cannot say. No, I, I, I would uh, assume you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I do have a, a piece that's coming out that's not specifically for the 60th, but it, it is, it's a Disneyland Park paper sculpture similar to one i done one for uh the magic kingdom's 40th anniversary that yep. was kind of along the lines of the the new front new fantasy land we just talked about but a little bit more cartoony where it was sort of the whole park kind of in that exploded view um where you just kind of saw the tops of all the attractions sticking up and, and a lot of trees to fill in the the middle so yeah. I, I've designed one for Disneyland that's that's very similar that just okay. has all the major icons poking up and the castle in the middle and you know just kind of like a fun a little bit more whimsical not as not as realistic painted as like the new Fantasyland one uh, was and then right now this week I'm actually working on a Mary Poppins piece. Oh wow! 
it's going to be a limited edition, a consignment limited edition I'm bringing with me next weekend. So I'm working really hard this week because it has to be finished and framed by next Saturday. Uh, but it's using it's 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 a handmade version of uh, it's one of my letters pieces. So okay. it's letters that spell out Mary Poppins, like um, like the P in Poppins is her hat and the umbrella. Uh, okay. That makes sense now. The I is is the penguin. Yeah. So very very fun, really whimsical, um, and I I love making these pieces because there's wood, there's clay, there's yeah. paper, there's all all sorts of different medium. That are just really, I, I like I like playing with stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fun. I'm just kind of playing and making this and sculpting that, and it's it's a nice living. So uh, those of us in the UK, uh, obviously, we don't sadly get the access to your work as as people in the US do. So if we want to know more about you, we want to find out how to get hold of your your creations. What's the best way for us to do that? Probably follow me on Facebook. Okay. Um, because I. But the thing is, I am I don't have a license with Disney. I'm an I am a um, independent contractor, uh -huh. so I cannot sell anything to anybody directly. So anywhere I have to be somewhere where Disney is accepting the money for my work. Right. Um, so sometimes people contact me and say, "Oh, how can I buy this or that from you?" And I have to say, "Well, sadly, you can't. Uh, you <laughs> you have to be in the parks when I'm there." I mean, other than the stuff that they buy from me and put on sale in the parks, sometimes that work is available over the phone. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So if they're, especially the open edition pieces and even some of my paper sculptures, um, if they're the kind that they buy from me, not my consignment pieces. Yeah. But, um, you know, like say the, the recent Haunted Mansion one I did, for example, like if that one's in their stock, somebody can call uh, their 800 number um, or the 877 number and tell them what it is and if they have it in stock they can they can buy it and then it's shipped to them fabulous there you go so that's the best way to do it i'm on i'm on the page now it's dave avanzino designs is the place to look at yes. on facebook yes. and all the information is there including some um sneak peeks of the mary poppins limited edition that's right i got the little hat and the umbrella on there yeah, and there's i think you put the a black and white copy of the the final piece yes, in one of your the comments final piece, which, is, yeah. which is great so there we that's go that's cool. the place to look for them but i i i you know, we need to thank you anyway because um, you were really gracious enough to create a bespoke piece for our auction that we had at Mouse Meets this year to. Um, oh yeah, yeah. To uh, to raise money for Great Ormond Street, which is fantastic, and I know that uh, Martin, who won that, has has got that and has got that hung up in his house. Uh, oh good, it's a fantastic piece of artwork, and you know, I know how much work that takes to create and for you to give that as as a. Um, uh, something we could uh, auction for charity was was really generous of you. And so, well, I said I, I feel very blessed to do what I do, and you know I I love to share it, and I'm more than happy to, especially for charity things, say hey, you know, throw this out there, see what you can get for it, and well, I can tell you, we got more than enough money for it. It was a highly <laughs> well, sought after piece. Always good too. So. So, uh, so thank you. Well, Dave's not going anywhere. He's going to stay with us. But um, thank you, Dave, for coming on and just talking to us about the stuff you do. It is genuinely fascinating to kind of hear how people are creating these different mediums and, and working with Disney to do that. So we're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to do a very brief, short edition of Disney's Ultimate Attraction. And uh, that's going to round off the show. So we shall return in uh, about two minutes' time. For the past 10 years... Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. 
With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando Attraction Tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523 Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yeah, it is the Disney Brit radio show, and I've just completely messed that up because the music didn't turn down it was supposed to. <laughs> it is the Disney Brit radio show. Uh, thank you. You're still here. We've got Dave with us, and uh, we're going to quickly, very quickly, uh, do this. We are going to be doing Disney's Ultimate Attraction, but rather than going through all eight of these and discussing them, because uh, we've been on the uh, the show's been going for about an hour already, we're just going to go through and uh, talk about the results that you guys have come up with, and uh, we are going to discuss any anomalies or anything strange. Right, to be honest, they're all pretty straightforward. So we had eight uh, pairings this time. It was Triceratops Spin versus Aladdin's Magic Carpet, Tomorrowland Transit Authority versus Meltaway Bay, Living with the Land versus the Swiss Family Treehouse. Tykes Peak versus Walt Disney One Man Dream, Storm Slides versus Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Festival of the Lion King versus Shark Reef, Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade versus Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, and Main Street Trolley Show versus the DJ Kids Dance Party at Waterside Stage. So, to go through them very quickly, so Triceratops Spin versus Aladdin's Magic Carpet, you uh, unanimously almost, except for three people, voted that Aladdin's Magic Carpet was better than Triceratops Spin, although they are pretty much the same attraction, just with a slightly different coat of paint on it. Um, go on. I was going to say, for a change, that's actually two attractions that are actually very, very similar. Yes, yeah, they are very, very similar in their style, but uh, there we go. People decided that they preferred Aladdin's Magic Carpet Pit over Triceratops Spin, so we said goodbye to Triceratops Spin and Aladdin's Magic Carpet goes through to the next round, which is a pretty good game. Um, then we moved on to the TTA uh, versus Meltaway Bay, Meltaway Bay being the bay uh, within Blizzard Beach versus TTA, which is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority system, which you find in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, once again, people felt that the TTA was more of an ultimate attraction in Disney World than Meltaway Bay was. And that one person again voted for Meltaway Bay compared to everybody else going to TTA. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, we, we always get one person, so that that's fairly straightforward. To be honest, most of the time, Dave, these kind of 
work out about what we would expect. Every now yeah. and again, we get the anomaly. Uh, we had uh, Living with the Land versus the Swiss Family Treehouse. Again, Living with the Land ran away with that above the Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, which... You should have thought that one. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> I'd be the one person on that one. You'd be the one person on that one. Okay. Yeah. Why, why do you say Swiss Family over Living with the Land? Um, I'm more well. I will say, admittedly, I'm more familiar with it, and it to me is just one of those classic Disney attractions that's gone at Disneyland. Like of that's course. one of the last. Well, they do have it at Disneyland Paris, but you had you had it didn't become Tarzan's Treehouse in Disneyland. Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you know, that's it's the classic. So it, it I don't know. To me, the sometimes the history of it's more important than. That is the true. Actual, yeah, at Disneyland Paris as well. From the top, you can see the Eiffel Tower and a good day as well. So that's ah. it's a little bit added to it. Um. So, living with the land goes through on that one anyway. We say goodbye to Swiss Family Treehouse because people oh. apparently don't like it. So, uh, it's it's gone, sadly. Um, we go to Tykes Peak versus Walt Disney One Man's Dream. Tykes Peak being the children's area in the water park at Blizzard Beach versus One Man's Dream, which is the tribute to Walt Disney. You'll be pleased to know that Walt Disney One Man's Dream wiped the floor with Tykes Peak. Yay! So, you will be pleased to know that people do clearly like one man's dream which is, it, i do you know what i'd have been so upset if tyke's peak would somehow have beaten it but uh, i just i just went to the walt disney family museum yeah uh, i saw photos week. of that oh my gosh it was so great I, I mean it had a lot more in it but i love that little one that one man's dream the way they've done it is yeah. just really beautiful it is a fantastic attraction it's one of those I, every time i go in there uh and, and i have to spend plenty of time looking through the exhibits and then that film at the end is so good um, yeah, it really is fantastic. Um, so one man's dream goes through. Anyway, I was going to say Chris, who obviously was in the podcast. Yeah, um, he sadly fell asleep in that film at the end. <laughs> However, it's not unusual for him to fall asleep during a film. No, that is true. So it's no, it's no disrespect to the film itself. It's it's just what he what he does. <laughs> This, this is usual, yeah. It doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Anyway, one man dream goes through. Right, it's Storm Slides versus the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Um, Storm Slides, again, uh, they're at Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, they're the, I think it's two, three winding slides that go in and around each other. Fairly family friendly. Up against Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is the latest Disney roller coaster within the roller coaster family at Walt Disney World. Do you know why? It, it was actually dangerously close between these two, believe it or not. I'm, I'm amazed that um, there was only about four votes between the two of them. Um, I think I don't know whether it's because some people who voted haven't been on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, um, but there's no way in a million years I could vote for Seven Dwarfs uh, for Storm Slides over Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But you were pleased to know Seven Dwarfs Mine Train does go through. Thank I should you. hope so. They just spent a load of money on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and tried to burn it down. Um, so yeah. luckily that survived. So that's good. That's through to the next round. Next up was Festival of the Lion King in its new home in Harambe um, versus Shark Reef at Typhoon Lagoon. Um, nobody voted for Shark Reef at all. <laughs> Poor Shark Reef. That's, that might give us an indication as to why Shark Reef is rumoured to be disappearing. Uh, that nobody voted for it and Festival of the Lion King went through 100%. Now, next one. Now, this is an interesting one. I have a funny feeling some people may have misunderstood what this attraction is. Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade versus Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. Now, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters is the ride inside Disney Quest. It's not 
Space Ranger spin that's in the Magic Kingdom. Ah, um, I've missed I've messed that one up. You well. messed that one up as well, then. So Astro Blast. The one at Disneyland is called Astro Blast. Ah, well, there we go. That's why then. So Astro Blast is in uh, Disney Quest, where you sit in a little vehicle and you suck up balls, and you have a cannon on the front. And you have to shoot other people. If you hit their target, they spin around. Ah. It's good fun, but there's no way in a million years it's better than Festival of Fantasy Parade. Festival of Fantasy Parade still goes through, but only by one vote. Um, so I wonder whether people may have got a little bit confused as to which one is which. You never, you never know. They might have thought of the parade over an actual ride attraction. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. That could be a possibility. Um, so, like this is the last pairing for today, which is the Main Street Trolley Show versus the DJ Kids Dance Party at the Waterside Stage down to downtown Disney. Again, nobody voted for the Kids Dance Party and everybody voted for the Main Street Trolley Show. So the old classics went out there as well, which is good. Um, so they are all of them for this round. Now, we've got one more round for our first round of Disney's Ultimate Attraction. And then basically all hell breaks loose because it will be uh, potluck, names out of a hat as to who comes up against who. So there's every chance that we could have in the next round Haunted Mansion versus Pirates of the Caribbean. Which well, would be horrendous if that happened, that one of them would be knocked out in the second round. But it could possibly happen. So our last pairings or groupings, because we've got a three. We've got one that's got three up against each other because of the numbers that we've got. We've got Ride the Comics versus Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. Tom Sawyer Island versus the Tree of Life. The Magic Kingdom Welcome Show versus the Tomorrowland Arcade. The Teamboat Springs versus Walt Disney World's Railroad. The Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room versus Sea Base. And then our last one, we've got Animation Academy versus the Electric Water Pageant versus Slush Gusher. All of those are over on our Facebook page. You can go and vote for those now over the next few weeks. And then it won't be the next show because that's our special Christmassy show. But it will be the one after that that we will go through all of these different ones. And uh, we will then, after that, start the second round of our Disney's Ultimate Attraction and whittle them down even further to find out who you voted for as being the ultimate attraction in Disney World. Whew, that's everything. <laughs> a lot of stuff. That was a lot, was of, a lot of talking, Adam. That was a lot of talking. There's always a lot of talking. You know me. That means then, if that is everything, it means all we've got left to do is this. Here we go. Our favourite ending. So thank you once again for joining us. We have to say a massive thank you to Dave for joining us for the whole show. So I'm thank happy you to be there. It's great to have Dave, and it's great to have a different voice, which is lovely. Not that there's anything wrong with your voice, Alan, of course, but yeah, it's nice to have a different voice and nothing the Geordie twang. Uh, we say thank you to uh, our sponsors, which is Orlando Attraction Tickets. You can go to orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. And, of course, Scooter Vacations. You go to scootorlando.com. If you want to uh, join in all the chatter and everything that's going on, keep up to date with all of the Facebook posts. You can go to Facebook and find our page there, Disney Podcast, and comment on all the bits and pieces that we post on there with our news any news that goes on the website quickly gets linked up onto there and onto our Twitter as well which is at Disney Brit and of course you can also vote for the next round of the Disney's Ultimate Attraction over there as well of course email us radio at DisneyBrit.com with any comments suggestions any questions you've got you want us to answer on the show and of course send over your audio for your children describing their favourite Disney movie or them humming a Disney song because we're going to be using those on our next show don't forget to review us on iTunes just help anyone who's not listened to the show before find out what we're like maybe they're going to join in subscribe and listen too and of course if you're in the UK you can contact us on 0121 288 2748 if you want to say hi 
say anything you like as long as it's not rude and that's it but we'll see you in two weeks time until then we'll see ya Swell!